Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of our podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing how BIPOC are disproportionately affected by mass incarceration. So America is the world leader in its use of incarceration, and more than 1.3 million people are held in state prisons around the country. So now we're going to talk about how that affects Black people. So as of 2016, African Americans make up 38% of the U.S. prison population, even though they make up 13% of the general population. So that's almost a three times um, amount to compared to what their actual like numbers are in the country. And they are incarcerated in state prisons across the country at more than five times the rate of white people and at least 10 times the rate in five states. And in 11 states, at least one in 10, 20 adult black males are in prison. In Oklahoma specifically, which is the state with the highest overall black incarceration rate, one in 15 black males um, aged 18 and older is in prison. And in New York, the ra- um, New-, New Jersey, the ratio of black to white prisoners is 12 to two. So for every 12 black prisoners, only two white prisoners are in the jail as well. And um, black people overall are nearly four times as likely as whites to be just arrested for drug offenses and 2.5 times as likely to be arrested for drug possession. Um, and we mostly see the type of variation um, between black and white um, convictions with uh, drug offenses rather than more violent crimes due to um, many different um, reasons, but the ability to kind of skew the story a different way, um, whereas violence um, and higher offense um, crimes are less likely to um, be skewed in a different light. So we're going to move to specifically Indigenous peoples. Um, affected by the mass incarceration. So according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, Native Americans are incarcerated at a rate that is 38% higher than the national average. And in 19 states, they're more um, overrepresented in the prison population compared to any other race and ethnicity, as well as uh, Latinx populations. Specifically, they are 30% of the U.S. population, but make up almost 60% of prisoners. So almost two times their um, percentage in the U.S. population are in prison. And Latinos are imprisoned at a rate that is 1.4 times the rate of whites. And specifically, Hispanic um, and white ethnic disparities are particularly high in states such as Massachusetts, where the ratio is 4.3 to 1, Connecticut, where the ratio is 3.9 to 1, Pennsylvania, where the ratio is 3.3 to 1, and New York, where the ratio is 3.1 to 1. So looking at the average state rates of incarceration, we can see that overall Black people are incarcerated at a rate of 1,408 per 100,000 people, while white people are incarcerated at a rate of 275 per 100,000 people. So this means that black people overall are incarcerated at a rate that is 5.1 times that of white people. And this also shows 
that Hispanics are held in state prisons at an average rate of 378 per 100,000 people, which is a 1.4 to 1 ratio compared to non-Hispanic white people. The problem is that there has been relatively little serious consideration of adjustments that can be made inside or outside of the criminal justice system towards changing this pattern. It's not really an issue that is in um, the main political discord like immigration and other issues are, and uh, politicians haven't made that much of an effort to change this unfortunate pattern. And also, the greatest amount of unexplained disparity was found among drug offenses. Nearly half of the racial disparity for prison among those convicted of drug crimes could not be explained by arrests. So some reasons for the discrepancies in incarceration. Um, first, the most prominent are some policies and practices that are um, used in the criminal justice system, which disproportionately affects um, BIPOC communities. So um, disparities um, are like are seen throughout the system um, from the initial point of arrest to the final point of imprisonment for individuals who are going through the system. And until 1960 or 1986, a series of policies was enacted to expand the use of imprisonment for a ver variety of felonies. And after this point, the focus moved to greater levels of imprisonment for drug and sex offenses. Um, and there was particularly sharp growth in state imprisonment for drug offenses between 1987 and 1991. Um, in the final stage around 1995, the emphasis was on increasing both prison likelihood and significantly lengthening pr prison sentences. So as we um, mentioned before, drug offenses are the main area which um, BIPOC communities are disproportionately affected. And in the 19, um, late 1900s, this is how it may have um, contributed to the mass incarceration because of the um, severe like laws against drug offenses, which were becoming um, increasingly longer and, um, and harsh. So because of this, it contributed to the uh, mass incarceration of these communities, which are now um, still happening because of the harsh drug laws. Um, and another practice is something that will be touched on in a second, but prosecutors are more likely to charge black defendants other state, under state habitual offender laws than similarly situated white defendants, um, which has to do with implicit bias. Yeah, so like Lily mentioned, um, another reason for the disproportionate rate of mass incarceration is the role of implicit bias and stereotypes in um, decision-making and legislations. So some people have beliefs about dangerousness and threats to public safety, and that they those two overlap with individual perceptions about people of color, um, thinking that like because someone is not white they pose like a danger to society 
and media portrayals about crime have a tendency to distort crime by disproportionately focusing on news stories to those involving serious crimes and those committed by people of color, especially black on white violent crime. Since three quarters of the public say that they form their opinion about crime from the news, this misrepresentation feeds directly into the public's crime policy preferences and media headlines um, from articles also kind of perpetuate the stereotypes um a lot of time like we've seen that with many mass shooters and the most recent attack in georgia and the media trying to um like make the crime seem more okay by saying that the perpetrator was having a bad day and also structural disadvantages in communities of color are um, associated with high rates of offending and arrest because of many of factors such as poverty, um, lower education outcomes, unemployment history, and criminal history. So the um, systemic racism in America in the past couple of centuries has also contributed to this and led to lower housing rates, employment rates, and family differences. Overall, the combination of these um, different reasons is contributing to the detrimental effects of mass incarceration today. And whether or not um, it's conscious or subconscious, um, a stereotype that you're unaware you have, or um, or systemic racism, as Emily mentioned, that is an outcome of centuries ago. We are living with the effects of it today, and we, people, BIPOC communities throughout the U.S. are reaping um, that and the issues which have been built upon for centuries upon centuries, which is now the time that we need reform. And it's been too long so we need to have um, reform on a large level and this starts with students and with people so to um, affect change within the um, incarceration um, patterns we must scale back punishments for serious crimes especially those that trigger long sentences for repeat offenders and while public safety is always a priority, imposing excessively long prison sentences for serious crimes have been shown to have diminishing returns on public safety. Therefore, why are we putting people in prison when we have seen research has shown that it's not doing any good, yet we still continue to do it, as well as implementing adequate and regular training on the role of implicit bias um, by key decision makers in the criminal justice system. And it, this is a necessary step in reducing its impact because implicit bias, which one is not aware of their um, thoughts and it controls their actions without them knowing it, is a crucial part of mass incarceration. And therefore to make any type of difference People have to be educated on what implicit bias is and how to combat their own implicit bias. 
to guarantee that everyone is receiving a fair trial and um, which is which is um, integral to changing the criminal justice system for the better for these communities. Yeah, another type of reform is called racial impact legislation, which was an idea that first became a law in the state of Iowa in 2008. So racial impact legislation considers the outcome of changes in the criminal code before passing laws in order to provide an opportunity for policymakers to consider alternative approaches that do not exacerbate disparities, um, like Lily mentioned. And overall, mass incarceration is something that disproportionately affects people of color, um, most specifically Black people, Indigenous people, and Hispanic people. And we must do what we can to fight against it. Thank you for listening.